Alright everyone, welcome back to the 15th episode of the Chats of the Charity Stripe podcast. I'm your co-host, Jacob. And I'm your other co-host, Josh. Welcome back, guys, to this special holiday edition of yeah. the uh, Chats of the Charity Stripe. Yeah, um, hope everyone's having a good holiday, whatever, whichever holiday you are celebrating in this time of year. Um, we will hop right into the press break. Before we do that, what's your favorite part about Christmas? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Probably just like everyone seems a little bit happier around Christmas. I don't know about this year. Everyone I've talked to is pretty grumpy, but um, <laughs> uh, usually people are a little bit happier around Christmas time. So that's probably my favorite part, being around family too. Yeah. What would you say? I think my favorite is Christmas morning. Christmas morning. I guess that, I'm still that a kid. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You get up and you got all the presents under the tree. You're yep. excited to open yours, excited to see how other people act when you open the ones you gave them. Mm-hmm. Just a happy time. It's a good feeling. Yeah. yeah definitely for sure. It's a, it's something to look forward to the rest of the year, but it's, uh, I'm glad we're to this point now. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so what do you want to jump into first? Um, real quick, Mitchell Robinson for the Knicks is out for the season Mm -hmm. with an ankle injury. First, it was expected to be eight to 10 weeks with the surgery, but now it is expected to be for the rest of the season. It's very unfortunate. That's a huge blow to the Knicks. Knicks were having a good season. Mitchell Robinson Mm -hmm. was having a career best season. Uh, it's really just really a bummer highest in the league in offensive rebounding by a uh, lot yeah a huge amount but still not the highest in in rebounding overall which is very odd to me i don't know I mean, he's he's just slick on on offense getting those boards yeah but, um that it's that is a giant blow for them though uh in in where they seem to be turning around at this point in the season Mm. um julius randall's finally getting his shot and rhythm back so you would think that that would you know they'd be in a good good uh stance at this point which you know they may be able to kind of fill that obviously not the offensive rebounding position but just um uh hortenstein is is doing pretty well also at the center position so um, maybe they can kind of fill that gap a bit with his absence. Yeah, they did sign Taj Gibson. We'll see if that helps or not. I forgot he existed. <laughs> not going to lie. The Wizards buried him. Yeah. Um, in other news, the Clippers went on a nine-game winning streak, just yeah. snapped last night by the Thunder. So I guess they're doing all right. Yeah. Um, Kawhi Leonard has been playing exceptionally during that mm-hmm. winning streak. Um just a quick reminder for everyone, James Harden has never missed the playoffs in his entire career. So yep. anyone that wanted to overreact early there, just keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, These are talented guys. They were going to figure it out eventually. Yeah. They, they found it out. Um, I got to watch. I had the pleasure of watching the uh, Clippers-Mavs game a couple of days ago. That was a very good game. Um, came down to, I believe, three minutes left in the fourth. Uh, Luka made a costly mistake, uh, turnover. And Kawhi just went to work in the last three minutes. He had a uh, nasty Euro step. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, Luca ended up with a triple double though in that game, so very impressive. Yes, but the Euro step at the very end of the game was was nasty. It's <laughs> so good. Um, anything else you want to point out about the Clippers? No, it's it's good that they're winning. I'm glad yeah, they're winning. I agree. I agree. Um, they needed that. Oh, one other thing before we get to our. Last one, John Morant has returned from yeah. a suspension, dropped 34 and a game winner in his return. Mm-hmm. Grizzlies are 2-0 and since that uh, since he returned, so yeah, see if they can keep winning. Yeah, 
turn turn the season around. Um, it, real quick before we go on to that last thing that we were wanting to talk about, I wanted to highlight just two quick players that that I have seen um, be, that have been playing extremely well over the last couple of days. Um, Brandon Podzemski for mm. the Golden State Warriors. I really wanted to highlight him. He is um, there is a there is a Pod Muse. Like the stat muse, yeah. Uh, there's a Podjemski muse um, where they highlight his stats every night, and he is he is a huge contributor to uh, uh, Golden State right now, especially with Draymond out. They're going with a smaller lineup. He's been in the starting lineup a couple of times, and even though he's not the most potent scorer, he is doing a lot on like getting extra possessions. He is he's I think he's top ten in offensive rebounding in the guard mm. position. Um, he's he's sneaky. He can get those rebounds out of nowhere. Knows how to play. Knows how to get to the paint. Mm-hmm. The other one I wanted to highlight real quick is a guy who's been around the league for a little bit, but has been in and out. Um, and is now finding his foothold is Dante Exum for mm, the yeah. Dallas Mavericks. Um, I, I got to see him play uh, earlier in the season, but also not like in person, obviously, but on on TV. Right. But against the Clippers, he played extremely well, and he was the one that kept him in the game. Uh, for most of the fourth quarter, he's been playing very, very well. He had, I think he, I think the stat said it was his fifth or sixth game in a row with ten points in the game. Yeah. Uh, so he's 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 getting a lot better. He had been out of the league for several years. Yeah. Um, I believe 2014 or 15 was when he was drafted, and so he's been in and out, but really turning turning it around here. Yep. And so. He's. He's got a he's got a jump shot now, so that makes mm-hmm. a big difference. Yeah, just wanted to quickly highlight those players I've seen that that, that have been playing it very very well. Yeah, um, and then to the last bit of news, the bigger news: Jermon Green has been suspended indefinitely. Apparently, it'll be at least three weeks um, after he had a flagrant two foul in which he flailed his arm wildly and mm-hmm. hit Yusuf Nurkic in the face um, pretty hard. It looked at least um, yeah. he has to meet certain he has to complete counseling and meet with the league in order to be reinstated. Yeah. Thoughts. I was just about to ask you about that. Um, This has been a string of events recently that have led up to this, obviously with the choking of Rudy Gobert earlier in the season. And then it seems to just be building more and more because at the end of last season in the, in the, the Kings warrior series stomping on Sabonis's chest, like I, I don't know what is triggering him to do these things. I know he's an aggressive player, but he's had this history of, you know, kicking Steven Adams in the crotch and and even doing it to LeBron once. And he, like he has this history of these things. Like what now is causing him to to just all of a sudden choke people and punch people in the face? And, yeah. Which he says was not he didn't mean to do that to to Nurkic, but the footage says otherwise. <laughs> yeah. my th- Here's my theory. When you get older, and which he has gotten older, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you things you used to be able to do, you can't quite do as easily yeah. anymore. Like you think, oh, I should have been open there, mm-hmm. or I should have made that shot, or I should have made that layup, I should have made that pass. You're just not quite as fast anymore, and you get frustrated mm-hmm. way easier. Yeah. And then you start being more physical, especially for a player who's naturally a very physical player in Dream right. Green. Right. I I think my only issue with this is that it's framing him like he's a dangerous, violent individual. Mm-hmm. He has some like overly aggressive plays on the court. I will admit, but off the court, 
unless there's something we don't know that's behind right. the scenes, right? He's a model citizen, right? He's He's got a great family. He's a great guy. He's good with the media. Mm-hmm. It's just on the court. He's a little aggressive. And especially like like the if you wanted to do it after the Rudy Gobert chokehold, like that was on purpose. Right. The, the swing was just him being aggressively flopping, you mm-hmm. know? Like it wasn't like he... There's no way he intentionally hit Yusuf Nurkic in the Straight face because it was face. like a 360 arm flail. Yeah. Like was it over the top? Absolutely. But it wasn't like he purposely did that. So I, I just the way the league is framing it with the counseling right. and stuff, unless there's something we don't know, that it, it, it just doesn't seem like it's a mental health issue or something like that. Yeah. Especially since there's other individuals who have gotten in legal <laughs> trouble and the league did not make them go through any sort counseling. of counseling or anything yeah. like that. The only thing I can... I can the only reason I can think of them portraying that as it being like a, like a him being more aggressive thing is that it, there have been multiple things that have happened in a small amount of time. I mean, we're what 25, 26 games into the season now. And it's happened. If you include the playoffs last year, 30 games and it's happened at least three times. So every 10 games, this, this man has been having an outburst. So I, I think it's more of the league putting, trying to put a stop to it before it gets out of like even more out of hand. Um, but yes, the counseling is kind of just like, and I should clarify, I don't disagree with the suspension or necessarily the counseling either. Mm -hmm. I just, the league, this has not been the way they've operated Before. in the past with players who've actually had right. issues, real life issues, not on the court issues right. that need taken care of. Mm-hmm. And now this is where they draw the line. Yeah. That's I mean, my only issue with, with how they approached it. If they're going to do it now, they have to do this for everyone in, in the future yeah. whenever these things happen. Because, you know, there's... There's young guys in the league. They're going to do stupid things, even even older guys too. But they have to continue this if they're going to do this now with Draymond. Yeah, I I just don't like that they're framing it the way they're framing it right. since this is not something they normally do. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, anything else on Draymond? No, I think that's good. Move into some Christmas themed. Yeah, things. Uh, we thought we'd talk a, a little bit about some previous Christmas Day games uh, that have happened and some events that have happened in those games. Uh, do you have a certain game that sticks out in your mind? Uh, I have a couple, but I want to start with last year, actually, Nuggets mm. Suns on Christmas Day. Okay. We had the, uh, that was uh, yeah, that was Aaron Gordon and his incredible dunk over Landry Shaman. Yeah. Uh, Nikola Jokic dropped 41 points. Just a, just a classic game. Yeah, it was. Um, one, the one that I, I I think back to when I was younger and like the game that first got me hooked on Christmas Day games. Um, it was the 2013-14 uh, Heat versus Lakers game. Mm. Whenever Kobe was still in the league, obviously in his his aging uh, body, but still pretty effective in his 13-14 would have been the two years prior to his retirement. So um, it the most notable thing that happened was um, it was almost like the, the, the picture of where Wade dumped it off to LeBron for the dunk and he has his outstretched arms. It was very similar to that, except Wade threw it off the backboard. LeBron caught it with his left hand and then dunked oh, it yep, instead yep. of his right hand. Yep. Um, 
And so that was that was just the first game that stuck out in my mind whenever we talked about doing this type of game, or this type of episode about these games. That that was just like the first event that happened in a Christmas Day game that I was like, wow, this is the NBA. I think they had two alley oops like back to back. Yeah, I think they did. I, if I remember correctly, I didn't watch the game, but I've mm-hmm. I've gone back and looked at. It. I think the I think the Heat blew the Lakers out. Yeah, it was uh. uh it was one fit. No, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I don't remember. I, I thought I wrote it down, but it's. I, it looks like I wrote down 45, which is not correct. <laughs> but uh, that, yeah, the alley oop was like the big thing. Um, another one that is just like an instant classic that was in the most recent years. Uh, 26 or yes, 2016. This is the one I was going to bring up. Okay, the Christmas right after um, the. Cavaliers upset the the Warriors in the finals. Uh, Kevin Durant's first year with the Warriors. Yeah. Um, Kyrie ends up hitting the game winner in that game, too, just like he did in, against the Warriors in the finals. Yeah. Turnaround fade over Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. That was incredible game. It was a very, very good game. Cavs ended up winning that 109-108. to 108. Yeah. Uh, one point difference in that game. It was it was just an incredible incredibly tense game, and uh, it was just one that was so memorable overall. Yeah, I remember there was one stretch like Kevin Love got an inbound up to LeBron, he dunks it, and then they go back up to Kevin Durant, he dunks it. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was it was easily the best Christmas Day game I've ever seen. Yeah, it, I mean there you can't get much better basketball that than Christmas Day basketball. It's people are playing so hard just so they can get the game over with and get with yeah. their families. Yeah. And so it's it, these games are very very good. Um the the first ever NBA uh Christmas game was held in 1947. Uh it was in the the league's second season. Um and obviously with it's it's similar to like how the NFL plays uh, like Thanksgiving Day games, where like yeah. that's their holiday, yeah, and they they use that um, to showcase like high, like teams that are very competitive with each other, and sometimes they do rivalries then too. So yeah, they usually try to go like it's like classic teams. Mm-hmm. The Knicks always play, the Lakers always play, Celtics, yeah. Lakers, yeah, yeah, similar to how the NFL does it. Yeah, um, so in in. Uh, 1947. Let's let's take a stroll back here. Oh uh, boy! The New York Knicks beat the Providence Steamrollers. Providence Steamrollers. I wonder I didn't if they even turned know. into another team or if they just died out. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a good question. They ended up winning 89 to 75. So really high scoring game for the NBA, which was quick. Name par. a player. Uh, <laughs> 47. I have no idea for the Knicks. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, that's that would have been mm. the only Christmas Day that they missed in the NBA was in 1998 when they had the lockout season. Really? They well, the NBA or the Knicks? Or did I say the Knicks? I'm no, sorry. I, I just wasn't sure which one you meant. Uh, the NBA. Okay. The only time they've ever they've never had a Christmas Day was Christmas Day game was in 1998. Um, but yeah, the, these games have just been so so good in in years past. Um, do you have any more games that you were thinking of that are I feel like there's notable? A, there's another game that I'm missing, but I can't off the top of my head come up with a specific game. Did, did you have any others? 
Um, just some of the most recent ones that have happened have been some of the most competitive ones. It, it, it they have been just so good. So, uh, for example, uh, last year the the or I'm sorry, 21-22, the Jazz played the Mavericks, which those teams you would think, oh, not Christmas Day, really specials, but um, the Jazz still had Donovan Mitchell on the team at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended up, like I said, one twenty to one sixteen, one over the Mavericks. Luca hit, I think it was like eight or nine three-pointers in that game just went absolutely oh, I think absurd I remember that game yeah it was it, a late night game yep uh and then also that same year uh golden state beats phoenix 116 to 107 and steph curry finally breaks out of his christmas day slump oh right? yeah that's right he had a pretty massive slump for, on christmas day for a while yeah it was it was uh I think he was averaging like 12 or 14 points on Christmas Day games prior to that game. Yeah. But um yeah, these games are just so exciting to watch. So if you guys if you guys feel like you want to watch those games, they are so fun. Um is there a game you will be watching this year? Ooh, I, well we got let's see. We got Bucks Knicks at 11. We got Celtics Lakers at 4. Oh, sorry. Warriors Nuggets at one thirty, then Celtics Lakers at four, Sixers Heat at seven, and Mavs Suns at nine thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna be watching Celtics Lakers. I, that's, that's a classic. What I was about to say. Um, we know that's gonna be good. We got LeBron James. We mm-hmm. got Jason Tatum. Um, Potential finals matchup. We'll see. Lakers <laughs> gotta play better. Yeah, they do. Um, I think I think the late game Mavericks Suns. You know, it's mm-hmm. Christmas Day, but I you know I don't think Luke and Devin Booker are going to change the way they yeah. act towards each other just because it's Christmas Day. Yeah, that one should be spicy. Plus, it's always you know you get done with Christmas and it's late in the evening. You don't really have anything to do at that point. Yeah, just watch some good basketball is fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited for these games. I'm I. Like I said, my first my first game that I really paid attention was that Heat Lakers game, and that got me hooked on Christmas Day. Yeah, uh, just very competitive basketball. Um, and then one other one that I wanted to talk about was nineteen twenty between nineteen twenty the nineteen twenty season, like twenty nineteen twenty twenty season. Oh, okay, season, yeah, gotcha. Um, was between Golden State Warriors and Houston Rockets. And that was the matchup, most recent matchup, to after their like battle in in twenty nineteen oh, in the okay, Western yeah. Conference Finals. Yeah, um, that was that was a very good game. So yeah, the Warriors ended up winning one sixteen to one hundred four. But um, I think Harden had like forty some forty two point forty three points that game. Yeah, um, and then Curry balled out in that too. Uh, notably in 2019 and 2020 as well uh the celtics played the raptors in the first ever christmas day game in canada probably the raptors first ever maybe maybe their first ever christmas day game too probably not a whole lot of christmas days in in, in there although the raptors it's weird because the raptors have been like mediocre to good basically their entire, entire existence yeah but they're just a small market and they're they've never been like good enough yeah to be uh, at the, get out of the small market into the top of the NBA, sort of. Yeah. Um, any other Christmas Day games you want to talk about, or you want to wrap it up real quick with the uh, in-season tournament? Yeah, let's uh, let's let's finish up. We'll do the in-season tournament, and then we'll have some trivia. Good. This will be a, a short episode here since it's Christmas time. And- yeah. Uh, so 
when we last discussed this, we were we were recording the day of the the championship game of the end season tournament, the inaugural season. Um, as as it played out, the Lakers handed the Pacers their butt. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, our predictions of the Pacers winning were both false, but we both were correct on uh, individual things for the Lakers winning. You said that if the Lakers won, LeBron would get MVP, which did end up happening. Um, and I said that if the Lakers won, that Anthony Davis would get MVP, which was false. They, that did not happen. But I did say that he would get 20 rebounds, and he did get 20 rebounds. 40, yeah. 40 20, and 5. 40 points, 20 rebounds, 5 assists. I think he had 4 blocks, mm-hmm. like 2 steals. He was the... He's only the third Laker ever to have 40, 20, and 5, joining Wilt, Wilt and... Probably Kareem or someone, I would assume. Uh, did Elgin Baylor play for the Lakers? Mm-hmm. Elgin Baylor was the yeah. other one. Wow. That's um, incredible. He had a very good game. Yeah. Um, that w- Why do you think that they gave it to LeBron over AD? It was for the course of the entire tournament. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still not clear if it's for all the in-season tournament games or just the elimination games. Gotcha. But... Uh, it was because of it was for the whole tournament for sure. Yeah, it, yeah. LeBron is obviously more, way more consistent than AD was, but the the forty and twenty looked pretty nice, and I was really surprised they didn't give it to him just because of that. And, and I think going forward, that should be a change that it's mm-hmm. just the championship game because it does look really weird when AD drops forty twenty and five and isn't the MVP right. because now you got to like go back and show the stats from the whole tournament. It's just much cleaner if you say mm-hmm. best player in the championship game gets the gets the trophy and, and i think that makes more sense too because that's the only game in the tournament that doesn't count towards regular season stats right yes correct and so like if that's how it's going to be i think the mvp has to be for that game too then because it's if you're if you're only counting that as like its own game outside of of the world of basketball then it has to be i would think the mvp has to be outside of that too yeah, I, I would I would like it to be for the championship game. Mm-hmm. And speaking of it being outside the regular season, I think I saw this idea somewhere on Twitter. I don't remember. A bunch of people had the idea, but and and I've had this this thought myself as well. I think the championship game should count as a win towards the regular season mm-hmm. if you win the game. If you lose it, it doesn't count. If you win, it counts gotcha. as a win. So you could theoretically get eighty three eighty three wins, right? You get yeah. eighty three and oh, you have eighty three wins. That way. Right. You get to the end of the season, you have a tiebreaker for winning the championship. That's, I think that is the perfect balance of making it mean something right. at the end of the season without making it automatic playoff bid or something like that. Yeah, because that's that's my problem with the automatic playoff bid is because like you could play well, extremely well at the beginning of the season, do well here, and then play horribly the rest of the season and just automatically be in the playoffs. Then right. it still <clears throat> incentivizes you to play hard the rest of the season it was just it, that extra game just gives you an advantage if there is a tiebreaker and that, that, that's, that's really a huge smart. and that's a huge thing end of the season yeah. especially as tight as things are right now in the west like can mm-hmm. you imagine you have two teams with like one team has 44 wins and the other team has yeah. 45 wins they have the same losses but one has one more win right yeah it, it's a it would be a big deal yeah especially well even think about like the the whenever we get into like the playoffs itself, like the four or five seeds where they're playing, they're competing for that home home uh, court advantage. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's going to be huge whenever that's that's like that. that Yeah. Hmm. 
and it just it just gives a little bit more meaning to the game. Yeah. Um, game itself, Lakers dominated in the paint. Yeah. Eighty six points in the paint. They made two threes all game. They didn't make a three until late in the third quarter, and they were winning the whole game. Yeah. Um, it, very impressive the way they just pounded the ball inside. Tyrese Halliburton still played pretty well that game. It he was did. not. It, it was not. It was just that they they blitzed him. Yeah. They said, no, Tyrese Halliburton, you're not having fun in this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, which the, it seemed like, why were the Pacers not focusing on interior defense more going into this game? Because as the Lakers have been historically, they haven't shot the ball super well from outside. Um, and why not just pack the paint? Yeah. And whenever AD has this, especially when he's got, you know, not, he didn't have 40, obviously the entire game, but whenever he's stacking up points, you yeah. should probably be guarding the, uh, the, the pain a little bit more. Yeah. And, and they weren't, uh, the Lakers just dominant. The, the Pacers mm-hmm. defense has been hurting them all season, but yeah. it's been, especially since the end season tournament, it's really showed mm-hmm. up. They're going to need to make some moves to get better defensively. Yeah. If they want to be a serious team. Yeah, I agree. Overall thoughts on the first in-season tournament? It was really good. I loved yeah. it. It yeah. gave more meaning to those games early on, mm-hmm. and it doesn't change the way the regular season works at all, aside from the from the game. Although, again, I do want to go back. The Lakers and the Pacers have both struggled since that championship game because everyone else got like a three-day rest, and they mm-hmm. had to play on that day. I do think going forward, that's something they need to to work on to Space make so games that out a little bit more, so that the team that is in the championship isn't going to end up being fatigued because right. of it. Right. Yeah, maybe they could have like almost like All Star Weekend where they play it on like and they have a gap of a couple of days where the games end on Wednesday that week. Yeah, the games played on Friday or Saturday, and then they have you know a couple of days off then after that. And the yeah. games pick back up on the following Tuesday, thir- Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yep, exactly. But yeah, so now we're the the next big thing in the NBA season we'll be uh, working towards is the All Star game. Yep. So. Well, uh, next episode we'll probably talk about some standings and maybe yeah. do some talk about some awards and stuff like that. Yeah. Because uh, we're getting we're getting to that point in the season where teams have played enough games that we can start talking. Yep. Big picture. We're over a quarter of the way into the season, and, and teams are starting to separate themselves. Uh, <clears throat> I'm looking at you, Pistons and Spurs. <laughs> the Pistons are a game, two games away from breaking the season record and or like the most consecutive losses. Yep, they will tie it if they lose their next game, and I believe their next game is in Boston. Yeah. So good luck. Yeah, have fun. Um, and they just lost to the Jazz with eight players, eight players, and I think at least four starters. Yeah, out. So at home. Mm. So, um, it's yeah. They might they might just lose the rest of the way. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's a saying of you can't have in Detroit. Yeah, fill in the blank there. Yeah, they can't even get wins in Detroit. So. Yeah, I think the best thing coming out of this is uh, they're sponsored by Wingstop. Yeah, and Wingstop every time they lose, they post like the 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 score graphic, and Wingstop's logo has been slowly moving further and further away from the graphic from the score, and it's uh it's great. There was there was one where the 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 team was like somehow 
like really close to Wingstop or it was like it was almost it was see-through and it looked like they got beat by Wingstop <laughs> like the Wingstop logo was more prominent in the picture it was pretty funny and, mm. and Wingstop for every win they have they get free, like a uh, free five wings with a purchase of other wings and they haven't been able to do that since <laughs> it was October 16th or 17th or something like that it's been a great promotion for Wingstop <laughs> Yeah, they, they haven't had, had to do, to do anything. anything. They just get their logo up there. Although <laughs> their logo has to be next to the Detroit Pistons logo, so yeah, you know, some some exchange there. <laughs> uh. Oh my! All right, you want to uh, get a quick, interesting fact here? Yeah, what do we got? Okay, so um, this was this was not NBA related, but I just needed to bring this up. This was uh, college. <laughs> basketball related just since we didn't have a college basketball but the uh uh uh, north dakota state game against oak hill oh yeah um the final score of that game was 108 to 14 guys stop scheduling those games (laughs) cut it out so i watched a video on this about oak hill and it turns out that 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 school has like 94 students in it yeah and it they have like every student that's there is on the team on some team of sporting events <laughs> i guess maybe that they maybe they got paid some money to to do those sometimes the smaller schools get paid a lot of money to, yeah. to play those games but, but 108 to 14 oh my goodness have some respect there it please 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 go watch the lowlights of this this game <laughs> it, it is so funny it's i'm pretty sure Anyone that is listening to this could put up a better fight against this team. They had one player that scored seven of their 14 points. Yeah. So he can, for the rest of his life, he can say he scored half of his team's points. He cannot elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, but very, very interesting game. I thought that was a, a fun fact. Um, and uh, that is my, that that's just the one I wanted to highlight here with interesting facts. But Illinois will win bragging rights tonight. Yeah, they better. Another college basketball news. They better. That's all I got on that. Illinois must win. When did they win last? Was it 20 or 21? It's been a couple years. Yeah. They got to win. They should have won last year. Yes. Should have won the year before that. But it's going to happen tonight. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. Check out our uh, socials at the CACS pod on Twitter, Instagram. Send us questions. Uh, for us to talk about on the pod topics you want us to discuss um we are also now on apple podcasts google podcasts amazon music and audible so check us out there as well if you'd rather do that than spotify we'll get the links of those put up on our social media platforms as well just so you guys can go there yep if you would like Um, jump into the one-on-one yep what do we got what's what's the score six five you are up all right point first one the all-time Christmas Day scoring leader in the NBA. Oh my goodness, Josh! <laughs> it's not. It's not as hard as you'd think it is. It's. I would assume it's LeBron. It is LeBron James okay. with 460 points. I was I was leaning Kevin Durant because there was a couple of years where he was scoring like 40 and 50 points in Christmas Day games. So I was leaning there. But okay, he's never scored 50 on Christmas Day. Really, the most scored on Christmas Day is 41, shared by Jason Tatum and Nikola Jokic. Mm. 
Um, second place is Kobe Bryant with 395. I'm way. calling it right now. It's getting beat this year. Someone's going to have a higher higher than 41 points in a game. I I, I, right I will agree with that. I think it's going to be Luca. Luca? I think Luca's doing it. I'm going to say it's actually I think Jason Tatum's going to break his own record. All right. We'll see you next time. Uh, all right, so it's tied at 6 and for the lead. Good luck with this one. Most assists on Christmas Day. Who had in the most one game or total? Who had the in one game? Who okay. had the most assists in one game on Christmas Day? Since uh, you know, the season of giving, thought I'd mix this in yeah. here. Yeah. Um hmm. I feel like I feel like this is a out of like out of the blue person, uh Mark Eaton. No. I'll give you another guess. There's two people. I'll get, so I'll give you. I'll okay. give you another one. The only reason I said Mark Eaton is because he's like the he before Jokic came in, he was like the leading scorer in assists at, at the big position. Yeah, he, he's he was incredible. Uh, oh my goodness! Uh, in one game, Rajon Rondo. No, okay. it is Nate Archibald and Guy Rogers, Ooh. who both have 18. Nate also, Archibald. the only reason I know who Mark Eaton is, 2K14, they would always talk about him. <laughs> he was like the all-time blocks per game leader or yeah. something like that. So yeah. that's where I know him from. Um, what's what's the nickname for Nate Archibald? Uh, isn't it just like Tiny? Tiny. Yeah. Because he was like 5'8 or 5'9 or something. He's yeah. a crazy good player for his size. How many assists was it? 18. 18, wow. That's, Nate Archibald that's and Guy Rogers. I've I never heard of know. Guy Rogers before, but he had 18 assists on Christmas Day in 1972. Guy Rogers just sounds like a guy that they made up to have yeah. the... Yeah. Oh, this is Guy Rogers. What's your name? Uh, guy Rogers? <laughs> it's before uh, they started counting stats. The players had to count their own stats. So. Yeah. I had <laughs> like, 18 assists. 18. You sure? Yep. Yep. They scored nine points, but he had 18 assists. <laughs> All right. Well, Merry Christmas to everyone who uh, who celebrates that and to all the other holidays this season as well. We hope everyone has a safe and happy holidays. And we'll see you back in a couple of weeks. Yep. Go Illini. Bye. Bye.